you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday, and we're going to get down to the bottom of this uh, spy balloon thing that happened last week. I I think it's an embarrassment. Uh, And again, I think the president put China over our national security. But what about ism is creeping up because apparently this happened during the uh, Trump administration. Of course, they didn't know about it at the time. And uh, they just found out about it just recently. But they're willing to brief, you know, the uh, former, you know, director of national intelligence if he'd like to be briefed on it. Really? Well, we have Richard Grinnell on with us. He was the former director of national intelligence, and he's like, why would I want to be briefed by them? So I'm going to talk to him about what happened this weekend. Can he put any perspective on this? Uh, And what was this really all about? I have my theories. I'd like to hear his. We'll do that in 60 seconds. Bill paying time again, which means that once again, you're sitting at the table worried about where all the money is for all of your expenses, big and little. I just saw on uh, our comments on YouTube, somebody said, I live in Southern California, just got my gas bill for January. It was $502. This is insane. Yes, it is. I don't know how the average person is making it, especially with what's coming. We're going to have more gas problems next year. 2024, they're saying, is going to be a real shortage of gasoline and natural gas. Perfect. American Financing is there to help you. They're a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you. And they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. You could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So get some of those monkeys off your back. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. My friend Richard Grinnell, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's always good to have you on. Uh, so in case you don't remember, Richard was the uh, uh, former U.S. ambassador to Ger- Germany. He then became the uh, former acting director uh, of the National Intelligence, which is an agency that was made to uh, be the go-between between all of the agencies uh, that was developed after 9-11. Uh, so uh, he, by the way, also is uh, the founder of FixCalifornia.com. Um, Richard, the... Uh, the Trump administration apparently had a problem with Chinese spy balloons. You guys just didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, let's be honest about the Biden administration changing stories, right? The, the first thing they did was tell the dutiful media that uh, this happened multiple times in the Trump administration. So why are you criticizing you know, Biden? And they thought that it could just fly because, you know, that's what the media does is they regurgitate every talking point mm-hmm. that Biden has. But there was pushback. There was an immediate pushback from Trump administration, national security officials. Collectively, we all said not true, never happened. And <clears throat> then then they scrambled and the story changed. 
And suddenly it was like, oh, well, now we realize that it happened only after the fact. <laughs> um, you didn't realize it, but we put the pieces together. Oh, and the, the media, you know, trumpeted that. You mm. had people like John Carl on ABC and others just regurgitating the the regime's talking points. Hmm. And this is propaganda, and and it's being repeated by the very same people in Washington and newsrooms who who were clutching their pearls about misinformation. Right. And so uh, what, what we tried to do is push back hard. I think now that people are understanding this never happened in the Trump administration. The Biden team is lying. And then the latest, as you said, was they've now offered to, um, <laughs> to brief us. Right. Which I find to be uh, a way for them to, to try to fill us with the rewriting of history. And to try to say this is the story of intelligence that we're going to tell you. Now, the problem. I think, hang on just a second, Richard. I think it's also so they can make it sound very official. And we've already briefed the uh, former director of national intelligence on this. He's well aware of all these things. I mean, and, and then we only get the the information that they provide us. If we right. ask questions, it's well, you can't get that. So we're really going to be used. If right. anybody who would would offer up themselves to to be this pawn i think is playing right into them so i went public and i said that's a hard no from me since <laughs> you are uh constantly lying uh we'll wait until we go back into government and then somebody will be able to look at this and and out you once again this is the whole hunter biden laptop yeah i know situation all over again i know it's crazy how these people are constantly exposed for some of the biggest lies in my lifetime. I mean, the things that have gone on in the last 10 years, uh, I mean, are, are so well beyond uh, anything that was happening uh, with Watergate. And they just think they have credibility, so they just keep telling even bigger ones over and over and over again. And nobody's buying it anymore. And it's becoming dangerous because what is this balloon story really about? What? What was China doing, to your best guess? Well, look, uh, you know, no one should be surprised that China's on the offense. They have been on the offense trying uh, for the last, you know, 20 years, trying to figure out what their political enemies are doing. And so we've had a, a really difficult problem um, with trying to convince uh, legislators, congressmen and senators to understand the threat from China. I think I think Donald Trump did a very good job mm -hmm. of showing that you can understand the threat. You can push back, but you don't have to poke him in the eye either. He tried to get along. He, he, I think he did the same thing with Russia. And while we have, you know, a whole bunch of people in the foreign policy community just think that everything is black and white, I, I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone to talk about Donald Trump's foreign policy and how successful it was yeah. by being someone who avoided war while being tough at the same time, yes. while, while yes. letting them know he's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. He might just take out Soleimani, uh, but at the same time, we want to build up a military so that it's peace through strength, the old adage. So, again, can we go back to China? I mean, was this was this something that they were using to spy on? Would they have to use a balloon or was this a, a run to see 
can we float something over their airspace and Joe Biden won't do anything about it? What 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 was this? Well, I think it can be both. I think that they can um, spy and and have an offense, a blatant offense, because they think Joe Biden is weak. Uh, Remember, we started this relationship with China when they came to Alaska and they sat down with us and we were going to talk about a strategic dialogue with them. And the first thing they did was lecture us on our human rights record. And we sat there, the Blinken team sat there and took it. So we, we got off on a terrible footing with China. And, and, and don't forget, the Chinese loved the narrative the last month of the 2020 campaign, when right. every media person in America said, don't look at that laptop because it's Russian disinformation. When, when the Democrats push Russia, 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 Beijing smiles because then they're able to fly balloons over America. They're able to have no one look at the relationship between the Biden family and all of the communist Chinese leaders. Nobody even looked at people. Nobody even nobody looked, looked at, at it. Um, uh, Bagrad Air Force Base. Nobody even looked at that. I mean, we gave it to China and nobody even even talks about it. Well, oh, well, it. It, it, I, will, I will say this, though, going back to the China piece, the, the fact that China is being so blatant with their collection, with their spying, is a real concern for us. And, and we need to be able, well, because the Chinese are good at it and, and they are collecting information. You know, this balloon wasn't just floating. This was maneuvered purposely over areas that they wanted to see. There's no question that they took pictures. They collected everything. They sent it back. They, they wiped it clean as they were collecting. So in case once, you know, we, we, for four days, we were screaming about a balloon. You don't think the Chinese realized, Hey, it might get shut down. We better wipe clean as we're collecting. Do you think, Uh, do we had, did, did we have a way to scoop this thing up and, and say, I mean, we, the missile aimed not at the balloon. It aimed right at the, the mechanics underneath the balloon. I mean, come on. We landed on the moon. Right. United States of America. You're going to tell me we can't bring down a balloon without you know, protecting people on the ground. Of course we can. Well, not only, but and not only, way, not only that, can, I'd like to see what we had, what they had. Isn't there some way to, don't we have some ability to go up and capture that thing and then have it intact and say, this is what it is. Couldn't we have done that? To intelligence too much, but there, there is a way to, to figure out what they're doing. Uh, so yes, you can you can be satisfied Jeez. that that our intelligence collecting and our ability to figure out what's going on is very good. So uh, that's why we could know what what this object was and what was underneath it and what the payload was like. Now the the intelligence community didn't brief the public on every detail, but we did uh, tell the intelligence community did tell the public. We see it. We know what's happening there. And and we're mitigating as much as we can. But but my concern is that even Joe Biden, when he found out about this, you know, he said, shoot it down on Wednesday and they didn't shoot it down until Saturday. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe Barack Obama said Saturday. When Joe said <laughs> it was the toughest decision but, any man has ever had to make. <laughs> but but he he's now saying 
I told them to shoot it down on Wednesday, and now we know it didn't happen until Saturday. So we we got a big problem here of why are you know underlings making excuses and and not taking direction? And, mm. and look, I know I know we all think Joe Biden is weak, and sometimes. Uh, you know, somebody needs to mitigate. But I, I'm for making sure that if the president of the United States makes a directive, that the bureaucracy follow through. Wow. I never even thought of that. Um, hold on just a second, Richard. We're talking to Richard Grinnell. Uh, let me take one minute and we'll come right back. Uh, sponsored by Preborn. Um, I don't know if, you know, you thought about this before or not, but if you've been helping us support the work of Preborn, you're kind of a hero, really. Your donations of help, are, are helping them save lives every single day. Babies all around the country are taking their first breath outside the womb today because of the thing that you're doing. The overturning of Roe versus Wade made the left more determined to spread the stain of abortion. And I mean, it's like it's it's not safe, legal and rare as nothing to do with any of this. This is this is a bloodlust, I think, at this point for twenty eight dollars cost of a dinner, you can introduce an at-risk baby to his or her mother via uh, an ultrasound uh, at preborn. Now, the ultrasound, you double the chances. A mom comes in and says, I think I want to have an abortion. This is why they don't ask this question at Planned Parenthood. Let's get a view of the baby first. Let's see you know, what's happening. Let's get an ultrasound. Once they hear the heartbeat and see the image, they're much more likely to save the child and that's why they're asking for 28 bucks 28 bucks will buy one ultrasound you can be a hero by giving a baby life dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash glenn that's preborn.com slash glenn 10 seconds station id Talking to former uh, director of national intelligence, uh, Richard Grinnell, I read a story today in Just the News uh, about the former Drug Enforcement Agency Special Operations Director, uh, who outlined on Friday how college students from China entering the U.S. on student visas are now distributing drugs on behalf of various cartels, that they are laundering money uh, for China. China is now uh, selling or sending all of the ingredients to the cartels. The cartels are making dangerous things like fentanyl, um, shipping it across the border, giving it to these Chinese students, and the Chinese students are then selling it. Cartel gets its uh, half, and then China launders the money and buys American property and everything else uh, here. He says he's been working on this for about 10 years they've been tracking this. Did you know anything about this or have heard anything about it? Look, I, I haven't seen that specific story, so I don't want to comment on those specifics. But let me just say generally that, that we have a crisis when it comes to what the Chinese government and the, the strategy of the Communist Party um, has been doing to America and, and specifically American young people. American uh, legislators on the local level, it's not just Congress, but it's city councilmen, it's mayors, it's governors, Mm -hmm. Um, the Confucius Institutes that have been collecting 
lots of money uh, from from Chinese entities in our universities is a crisis. Um, they, you know, we we've got we've got a huge problem on our universities and and uh, uh, college campuses because they've been desperate for money. You have all of these uh, administrative people making exorbitant mm-hmm. salaries in the United States. The cost of education, we all know, is skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. To feed that beast, they're looking for foreign money. And the foreign money that's happily coming in is from China. We, we know that this is a crisis. You look at the Penn Biden Center, you look oh, at yeah. Penn, um, and, and they were one of the leading mm-hmm. uh, takers of Chinese money. This is why... Uh, education is so expensive is because the foreign money has just been feeding these salaries easily paying for all of the programs and they just keep raising the rate on our students we we've got to stop this um i think our state department has to do a better job with looking at visas coming from china and and trying to figure out where and why people are coming but i'll finish with this glenn um I have seen firsthand how the Chinese are grabbing our our engineering and um, digital students. Anyone working on front end or back end from uh, from the digital space uh, in America and an American university is targeted by the Chinese. First, it's hey, can you share with me, um, you know, some of the knowledge? You seem to be really smart. Can you can you give me some points from a strategy of the of the Chinese? And then they hook our young people into going online and giving an online course for a couple mm-hmm. of hours. They pay them. And then it becomes, hey, come to China and share some of your information here. We'll pay you for the weekend. And then and when they get jobs and they're grown up, they ask for the data information from their companies. And they have them in this honeypot because they say, well, you've already been paid by the Chinese. You started off by giving um, us information when you were a student. You did these programs for us for a couple of hours and then a couple of days and then a weekend. And and we don't want to turn you in, so just continue working with us. Wow. And these, these, these students, and I guarantee you, some people listening, have been caught in this, in this uh, problem. We need our students to come clean and tell us, who is doing this? Who is trying to to uh, really leverage their relationship with you in a way that's taking our data? They should get. Um, we also know that Chinese come over here, the Chinese students that collect all the information. We educate them and then they go back and use it against them. We, we could also it'd be worth giving those people amnesty for something they innocently did back then to Tell us what's really going on. I 100% support that. There is a a story today that I saw in the Washington Times. The NSA wooing thousands of laid off big tech workers for spy agencies hiring spree. And I looked at this and I thought, oh, this isn't good. Um, Because of the public-private partnership now and the revolving door with our Justice Department and FBI and all of this stuff that is being shared. Big tech and Twitter was just exposed for this. Right, right. And and all of them are involved. And it is becoming really, truly one kind of thing. Big tech and government are really merging together. So 
one of the things in this story is this is a way to keep these guys from going to China. But how do you feel about the NSA getting all of these? I mean, they're hiring thousands, uh, 30. Is it 30,000? No, no. 3000 more employees to work just in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, how, how do you, is this a good thing, bad thing? How do you feel about security for people? Well, first of all, I've been a big advocate for an idea that has not yet come to fruition, but I feel very passionately about it. If you're an American company and you're working on sensitive programs for the U.S. government, whether it be State Department, DOD, or intelligence community, you should be barred from working in China. There is no possible way that if you're collecting sensitive information for us and working on sensitive programs, that you can keep up this wall with China. We should absolutely have that wall. All right. Hang on just a sec. We're with Richard Grinnell. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Isn't it time to start doing the things that you love again? Make sure you hold him, uh, Sarah. Make sure you hold him over if you can. Um, uh, you know, things things uh, in the good old days, before you were dealing with pain all the time. I mean, wouldn't you like to go back? There is a way to go back and get rid of a lot of this pain without doping yourself up. It doesn't have to be a permanent separation from good times. And I know this because I've been there myself. If you or somebody you love are dealing with pain, please, please just try Relief Factor. It is going to cost you 20 bucks to try it, but you'll try it for three weeks and take it exactly as directed. Take it three times a day. At the end of the three, uh, the three weeks, if it's not working for you, cut your losses. 70% of the people, however, go on to order more month after month. It's worked for me. It could work for you. Will you just try it? ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. State of the Union coverage that you're not going to want to miss. A roast of Joe Biden. Going to be a lot of fun. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. All righty then. I've got a story that I think we should put in the no. I don't think we should do that category. You know, some of them are pretty obvious. Uh, I think this one is in the obvious category, but apparently not. Apparently not. Have you heard of the uh, startup called Colossal? Colossal. I have not. Yeah, it's kind of an ambitious uh, project. Uh, it's a biotech company okay and if you go to colossal's website uh you'll see the mammoth okay Mm -hmm. uh uh may prehistory thunder forward we have the dna the technology and the leading experts in the field next we'll have the woolly mammoth alive again earth's old friend and new hero the woolly mammoth (laughs) Did any of these people see Jurassic Park? 
Does well, anybody? That was, that was those are dinosaurs. I mean, you, you wouldn't want to recreate a T Rex. We're talking about Earth's old friend, here. old friend, the woolly man. the woolly. We mammoth. don't know if it was man's no. friend. It doesn't look like it. A, does, it doesn't. Because it's furry. It looks kind of like an elephant. Right. Those tusks are are sharp. It looks like I. I don't know. The woolly mammoth does not seem like it would be our friend. So, uh, Colossal's landmark de-extinction project. Mm. Okay. Oh, the landmark of the de-extinction project. This is the we segment. deserve to be destroyed. Glenn, this is the segment that at the beginning of the movie, like Jurassic Park, where the swing's out of control, yes. there's like people on the air going, did you hear about this new Colossal? They're... They're going to bring the woolly mammoth back to life. And it's just like the background as they're yes. setting the scene to the yes. movie. This is yes. the conversation. This is this the happens. conversation. And this is the part of the movie. It's in the first opening 20 seconds where you roll your eyes and go, nobody's stupid enough to do that. Right. And you switch. And you switch. You switch mm-hmm. the channel. Okay. Uh, Colossal's landmark de-extinction program. So landmark would mean this is the this is a big one, but they got other projects. Because they've got oh, the good. de-extinction project. This is the landmark of the de-extinction project. Good. Uh, it will be the resurrection of the woolly mammoth, or more specifically, a cold-resistant elephant with all the core biological traits of the woolly mammoth. It'll walk like a woolly mammoth, look like one, sound like one, but most importantly, it will be able to inhabit the same ecosystem previously abandoned by the mammoth's extinction. Now, I just happen to be from the old school that things that were around, maybe there's a reason they're not around anymore, Hmm. you know? Mm. Uh, I mean, we're busy killing humans and bringing back dinosaurs. The hell is... It's a good point. The same people who want to bring back the woolly mammoth are the same people who are like, ah, that's not life in there. Come well, on. What is that? That's a it's a it's a clump of cells. You can so, abort that thing three times till Tuesday. Right. But but, but bring back but a, the woolly mammoth. But a clump of buttercups in a stomach. Oh, that could be the woolly mammoth. It could be. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here are their top ten goals for reviving. <laughs> oh, good. One, to decelerate the melting of the Arctic permafrost. How? By having big furry yes and uh, elephants stomp around on it? What? What the? Because I yeah, that's uh, that's gonna work <laughs> to prevent the emission of greenhouse gases mm. trapped within the permafrost layer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How again? Is that by taking these decaying animals out of the permafrost? What does that mean? To revert well, that, now- that is one of the big things they talk about is that if this is the in the global warming theory, this this out of control. Uh, you know cataclysm where one event the chain reaction sort of like what it gets too warm the melt the ice melts it releases more carbon monoxide which makes it more warm which makes the ice melt more which means it releases more carbon monoxide and it never ever ends uh they also want to revert the now over shrubbed forests mm-hmm. uh back into natural arctic grasslands which will help with carbon emissions okay, okay. why do shrubs have shrubbery Shrub- <laughs> that's the problem We're shrubbery. Shrubbery. uh to restore the mammoth uh step uh to foster an ecosystem that can maintain its own defenses against climate change to what uh, by bringing the woolly man you're making an awful lot of assumptions here <laughs> you know i mean there's I mean, it was a woolly mammoth like a agricultural engineer what no what i mean here's here's what this is it is a they they said you know we can get 
some DNA from this frozen thing. Maybe mm-hmm. we should make one. Right. I don't know. That seems really. I mean, do we have the technology? Yeah, we have the technology. Uh, guys, I don't think we should. Maybe should we talk about this? Shut up. Yeah, let's do it. Why should we do it? It would be cool. Right. And we then, can't put our list of goals as it would be cool. Just after, say something about the grasslands. <laughs> after after they decide to do it, they hire a PR firm. Right. We need 10 reasons why we're doing this. Because <laughs> it's really, what are the 10 reasons? One, it would be cool. That's the last reason. Right. That's what they, they think right. it would be cool if they That's could bring it. back a woolly man. And we'll be in the history books forever. We'll mm. bring back a prehistoric. A prehistoric monster. Okay. It's a woolly mammoth. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody has ever spent time around elephants, but they can stomp you to death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, it's a cute little puppy dog. No, you know what? I, I blame Coca-Cola for this. The people think that polar bears are just going to be nice and share cokes with you. That's not what they do. Exactly. They rip right. you to shreds. Yes. They, and that's they what tear the your mammoth throat will do. Out. Yes. yes. The woolly mammoth is a highly specialized killing machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, there may be some scientific leaps right. that he's taking there. Yeah. Uh, well, no but, more uh, scientific leaps than the, than the <laughs> stupid polar bear sharing a beverage. <laughs> so they're saying that uh, the woolly mammoth will return by 2027. So oh, great. that's really good. Really good. Just in time to run for the 2028 uh, office <laughs> yeah, for president. Here's the good news. We'll most likely be dead by then or Jesus will be back. So, uh, okay. Uh, now, some good advice from uh, Bill Gates. Oh, good. Bill Gates said that Elon Musk should stop wasting money on space travel mm. and should focus on. Go ahead. What? 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 Focus on. Come on. It's Bill Gates. Uh, vaccine vaccines yes yes, uh, yes. talking about them everybody's got to be mm-hmm. making some vaccines i'm cooking some vaccines up in my uh, garage mm. here at home nice <laughs> it's really? really oh yeah is that it's what you crazy. call that yeah, uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh vaccines mm-hmm. anyway um uh so bill gates is giving elon musk a little bit of advice forget about getting off the planet and Elon would remind you, the reason why I'm getting off the planet is because of people with ideas like yours. Right. You know what I mean? I think maybe we should get off the planet before you kill all humans. Uh, then you had uh, Bill Maher uh, over the weekend uh, screaming about wokeism. Uh, He's good on this topic, I will say. He is. He said, if you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of the revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their purifying elixir, they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings themselves. No. No. You know what's really terrifying about this? Is, look, the reason why socialism doesn't work can you name can you name the most basic reason why socialism doesn't work? You eventually run out of other people's money. OK, that's a good way to put it. Um, but it goes against human nature itself. Mm-hmm. OK, human nature is to sit around and do nothing if somebody's going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Look at your kids. If you spoil your kids, are they going to be the ones who are the really hardworking? You know, I'm out there. I'm working. I'm thinking away. Generally, usually not. They're the lazy ones. Ben Franklin, to, to get people out of poverty, you need to make people uncomfortable in their poverty. Oh, my gosh. What a racist. 
What a racist. The racist that. abolitionist that yeah, guy so, was. You know, so mm. bad. Slave, not owning abolitionist. I hate that guy. Mm. Anyway, um, so he points out that, uh, hey, uh, you know, this always goes bad. And it's because socialism goes against human nature. And so when human nature kicks in and you're like, oh, well, I get stuff for free, so I'm not going to work so hard because I can't advance here. I'm just getting this amount of money. So why should I work any harder? I mean, think about this. This this is the way almost everybody is at work at some point. I'm not going to if you get disgruntled at all. Why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? I'm going to just go in, put in my eight hours and move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's human nature. So it goes against human nature itself. So then they start to redesign humans. They want to redesign so you fit in their utopian. I mean, they're being kinder to the woolly mammoth than they are to us. Um, He said the problem with communism and some very recent ideologies here at home is they think they can change reality by screaming at it. That you can bend human nature by holding your breath. That's the difference between reality and your mommy. Now, so you know, this week is AI week on this uh, program. We're going to be talking to the, on Wednesday uh, about uh, some AI stuff that you really need to know about um, that is going to change. The, see, it will explain what he just said and show that it's actually not true. Some very recent ideologies here at home is they think they can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath. No, for the very first time, we have AI and it will be able to track you and change your nature without you knowing it. By 2030, I'm going to make you a prediction and I guarantee this will happen. By 2030, if things continue as they are, you will no longer be able to define free will. You won't know what free will even is anymore. Because you won't know the chicken or the egg. Did I have the idea? Was that idea given to me? Do I like that for my own personal reasons Or have I been influenced without my understanding? Can I do something that I want to do? Do I have free will? It's gone. It will be something that our children who have it now will be the last generation to really understand it because of AI. They can bend humans and human nature, not by holding their breath, but through AI algorithms. Can I ask you a Bill Maher question yeah. while we're here? So we kind of know this pattern, right? Where someone, let's say they're very reliably liberal, and then they start saying things against that orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. What happens to them? They're always destroyed. They're destroyed. right? Mm-hmm. So Bill Maher was a very reliable liberal. I mean, he occasionally would say stuff that made sense, right? But he, generally speaking, was just a liberal, and he 90% of the time was a liberal. And occasionally he'd say something, we'd be like, wow, I can't believe Bill Maher said that, but it was pretty rare. Then he started doing this, this anti-woke thing he's been doing now for a couple of years, consistently, almost every week there's another clip of him ranting against wokeism and the, the, the direction the AOC left is going in, okay? 
And since then, he has not only been rewarded with a hefty uh, contract extension at HBO, but now his after show is going to be carried on CNN as part of their new programming schedule on the weekends. I think this is a good thing. I think so, too. I'm very I'm always worried about good things because I don't believe in them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'd make very, very bad elves. (laughs) (laughs) Not another Etch-A-Sketch. Throw it in the trash. Johnny, you're not going to get that. You probably won't live to Christmas. So what what is this? Why? 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 Why is Bill Maher? Because I think Bill Maher is a a lefty intellectual that has been so deeply ingrained in that role for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is always kind of pissed people. You know, if he makes us happy occasionally, occasionally. he makes them unhappy occasionally. Right. So, so they're a little used is to a, it. Yeah, they're used to it. And he's a little bit of a free thinker. He doesn't like the Republicans. OK, but he is waking up on this. And I think there are enough intellectuals that are waking up and saying, hey, how about a return to classical liberalism? You know what I mean? How about, how about a little classical liberalism? I, I, that's the only way I can explain it, that the tide is changing. I hope that's true. That would be really encouraging, which is why, of course, I don't believe it. <laughs> <That's> exactly right. <laughs> Who's here to see Santa next? <laughs> All right. Last week, Market Watch, one of the best financial publications online, put out a great piece on why it may be prudent to store some precious metals in your IRA, 401k or retirement account. You can find this article and more like it, more like it in Goldline's charts and news section on their website, full of really valuable information about how to protect yourself with precious metals. One of the things it points out is that the central banks acquired more gold in the third quarter of 2022 than any other quarter. Listen to this. Central banks bought more gold and put it into their coffers in the last quarter, the third quarter, sorry, of 2022, than any other quarter in 55 years. My grandfather used to say, if we only knew what the rich and powerful were doing, we would have done it and we would have maybe survived the Great Depression a little better. Hello, there's your answer. What are they doing Goldline is offering free metals delivered directly to your front door with every qualified self-directed IRA transaction this month. This is a huge special not to be ignored. Call Goldline today and find out how to take advantage of their IRA special. It is 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Glenn Beck. Tomorrow, we're covering the State of the Union live coverage on Blaze TV. We'll all be there with a few comments, I'm thinking. Uh, so you don't want to miss that uh, tomorrow. You know, some will say it's like a pre-party um, or a wake. You know, <laughs> one one of the two. It'll happen tomorrow, hosted by my good friend and executive producer, Stu. 
going to be a lot of fun roasting yeah. Joe Biden as we watch the speech with you. It's going to be the only way to tolerate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. If you're not a member of the Blaze yet, please join us. State of the Union Roast tomorrow only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo the code Glenn. Glenn. Program. 